whole COVID-19 coronavirus um, pandemic. And this is something that is not just taking the nation, not taking the state, not taking Brooklyn, but taking the world like by its feet and like literally like just tripping us up. And what's crazy is it's where what at the end of March and to know that the beginning of this month started off as kind of like a happy go lucky month and now we are all being confined to our homes or limited access to outside or we should be it's like blowing minds really at this point um I know for me it's slowly but surely domesticating me um while I like to be you know in the house and I do like um home time and I do like family time I do also enjoy being a bit social so to know that um I have to choose more so the other side of of my preferences as far as just being a homebody by force um I'm not I'm not losing it and I'm going to say yet because I try to find a balance but it is something that I know is it's it's a challenge for many of my my peers, my family, my you know, people folk that I know. Um but um I've I've been doing a lot, you know, and I just wanted to talk about like, you know, different ways that I I've been coping with it and I say coping but really I've been living with it it hasn't really affected me that much um as of yet it's been about two weeks so um for me what I've been doing we've been I've been having quarantine parties with my um family and friends like a bunch of us so we get on FaceTime and have we've had um group FaceTime chats and the other night it was about about six or seven of us on it maybe a little bit more but you know what 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 this time even though it's like it could feel a little grim to some what this time is um doing for me and a bunch of my friends and a bunch of my family is forcing is putting us back into a place that life like took us away from we've been adulting um just trying to be responsible folks some of us are married some have kids some are like fully invested in careers some are doing everything and this time has forced us to just stop and like love on the people that even if we can't be in each other's space we are definitely in each other's hearts and just doing the just the stop and check in the stop and are you good you got everything you need oh let's check in on so-and-so and that was like it was like epic the other night you know so one thing i'll say is to have like a moment to just have whatsapp conversations it doesn't have to be text like now we actually have the time and the space to actually see people facetime whatsapp video them zoom have zoom parties we all have access to zoom so if you want to open it up um connect with your family that way and it keeps us all in tune and connected and not just looking at the problem as a problem, but looking at it as a solution to our 
um, disconnect that we've been facing. Um, I won't even say recently, but honestly, for the past few years, decade, probably the last decade, um, as far as how we communicate one to another. Um, what some of my family members have and I have been doing on our WhatsApp family chat, because I'm sure you have a WhatsApp family chat. We all have WhatsApp family chats. And if you don't, you should definitely just try. Even if your family is small, people who feel like family, just reach out to them and see. Um, like, yo, what you eating? Like, cause you know, we're doing mad cooking. Even if your cooking is oodles and noodles, we're cooking. So we've been, um, throwing up pics of our meals, um, as we prepare. So of course there's so many meals and we forget, but, um, throw up pics of the meals, throw up some videos of you chefing it up, you know? Um, of course coming from a Jamaican household, everything for us is like bully beef and rice and, and, um, oxtail and chicken soup chicken foot soup um porridge like for me i have i've been eating porridge all week and i'm loving it because i haven't had that time to sit down and just make some porridge call me a porridge like old school but filling and have it with some bread oh man i don't want to talk about it like that but because i might want some but um but yeah so like just throwing up pics of the meals and um a lot of my um colleagues or just some people who because now we have to work from home so like for some people it's been a it's been a straight struggle like because their thing is like if i'm home i don't want to work but this is honestly ideal for me um i'm a person that like i don't i don't ever really feel like it takes all of that you know but i guess it's also because of how i process work or how I process things I'm always called the person that deals with the logistics of things so because I'm always kind of plotting things out and seeing things through I don't really see problems as problems because there's always a way or there's always a solution so that's just how I function like I'm solution oriented so um working from home I've realized for some of my um friends and for some of some of my colleagues the issue is like trying to separate the separation between between church and state like how to how to maintain the order especially if you have kids you got to now become your kids teacher that's I don't want to think about that but um one thing that has helped me is still maintaining a structure you know um I wake up I wake up um between 5:30 and 6.30, have my devotion somewhere around there. And I go to sleep maybe an hour later. I'll go back to sleep. So by like 7, 7.30, I'm back in bed. I feel good. Devote. And before you devote, make sure you I make sure I brush my teeth or rinse out my mouth, wash my face. And then now go at that. And then um, have that time with the Lord, which honestly sets me up for the day and I go back to sleep and I'll probably wake up around nine o'clock and shower and start the day as if you would going to work. If you get up, you go to work. I hope I shower. I hope you all shower. And that honestly puts you in the, in the space to, to move and to, to, um, set up your workstation. You know, um, if you're working in your room, that's fine. But I think it puts you in the posture to not want to just lounge around all day 
and get distracted, but to actually um, start work. Um, <clears throat> this time is also good to tackle um, to tackle the things that has been living inside of you that you know we've been saying time has been the issue. Like for me, I realized while time was the issue, really wasn't the issue. A part of the issue for me was, and and can still kind of show itself, it could be just really fear. Like the fear of starting, the fear of what's to come, the fear of things being perfect, the fear of consistency. Like um, even getting into this realm of the podcast has been some time. Like do I have the right equipment? Do I have the right topics? Do I have the right... Um, bandwidth do I have the right mindset or just whatever um who's really gonna listen to it that's all fear that's that made me or was trying to make me not move and one thing I realized is fear will paralyze you like if you live in that space not to say that you know points of concern or things everything that I just mentioned wasn't something um reasonable to think about but it's something that if I remained there, nothing would happen, you know. And also sometimes we wait for the perfect opportunity or we work, wait for um, motivation. And sometimes it never happens, but you just have to literally, literally just do it. Have a Nike spirit, as I'll say, and just do it. Um, big up to Nike. Um, so the idea is like with anything, you know, um, some people are resisting or have resisted even the just the fear of the unknown we don't know where and how far this pandemic is going to go but the idea is there's still something to do in this time there's still something to we can't allow the fear of not knowing take us out of a place of doing or take us out of a posture of believing one god because that's my source you know um he tells us like we shouldn't fear you know he hasn't given us what the heart or the soul or the spirit of fear but he given us he gave us um power so he's given us the strength to overcome all of this stuff that's happening here um he's given us love um even in all of this what i'm realizing is that when we allow god to just like help us or like be our peace in the midst of like this weird space um, we see how much his power still allows us to love and care for others. Um, <clears throat> while some people are just kind of absorbed, like when you see people snatching toilet tissues from young, from young women or from old ladies, um, in the store or people just not caring about others, that's what fear does. Fear like literally allows you to prefer yourself over others. And that's not God. That's not God. So this the, the, this thing is, it's it's natural, but it's showing us our heart. And it's showing us like, like when he says he doesn't give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Like this is why during this whole um, lockdown, quarantine for some, um, um, shut-in for others. This is why knowing God and having him. Not in just my back pocket, but in my side pockets, having him in my in my bosom, like having him as my like not even my sidekick, but my main my main dude. Like 
it's helping me to know like this is why I could walk like in peace and be in peace. Um, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Um, so what I've been doing, I've been like implementing things that I haven't had a chance to do before. I'm doing it now. While I had like this whole mind that I'm going to be doing this and doing that, I'm still getting a, a hang of things, but it is, it, it is funneling through and this being one of them. Um, so what I'll say is you got to face your fears head on. You got to face them head on. And the way you face them head on is like, honestly, chop it up to God. Like, yo, God, this is not, this is not what I want to do. Or I'm scared. Like I, like in one of my morning devotions, I was just like, yo, I'm scared. I'm scared. But I know you gave me so much to do. There's so much in my hands that you have given me to do. And it's legit not, oh, do I, not the ability. Because ability is something that literally comes from him and I know he's able he gives the he's the one that gives us the the talents right he's the one that gives us the gifts and gives us the desires to do certain things but fear was literally keeping um keeping me back I don't know about others but I know for me it was definitely that so um what I've just been uh, I can't even say thinking about but what's been running with me because I've been of course watching this show um all American, big up to all All American. That's actually a great series on Netflix because, of course, we have much time to Netflix. I'm not chilling in Netflixing. I am still living my life, um, holy, acceptable, and pleasing to the Lord. And um, as I'm not married, I'm not chilling with anyone but the Holy Spirit. Disclaimer. But All American um, on Netflix is like has been a really good um, series that I got into. Um, didn't have a chance because I don't really have chance, uh, time to watch any of these um, shows or whatnot, but it's actually good um, with Tay Diggs, and um, <clears throat> I don't, I really don't know the other guy's name, but he's really good. But he, you know, his whole, the whole premise of the show is just about facing your fears and and not letting anything hold you back. So, you know, um, I can't, I gotta say that it actually has me like. <laughs> And my feelings about just so many weird things. So, I don't know. But anyway, but between my devotions, my morning devotions and um, being locked in and this series, I guess by the time all of this ends, I'm going to be a prayed up domesticated uh, football player trying to find my way. <laughs> but um, no, but really, um, between all of this, it's just a lot of le lessons. And truth be told, there's, there's a particular episode um, of all American that just, it made the, it made everything click, right? Um, one thing with me, whenever there's something that is like, like the God is like putting in my heart to do, um, but I'm, I'm kind of knocking it out with all of like my Sharonisms, my AP-isms, um, he 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 downloads like the answer so practically like and really that's how I, my brain works where i'm watching the episode and like there's an episode where one of the young ladies um she just had a lot on her heart and so i make jokes when 
when whenever my, whether it's myself or my friends or anyone like we just start talking that passionately out of nowhere and like it's like it hits and you're like yo they got thoughts but this young lady just had mad thoughts and she just decided to drop a podcast and literally she just came up with her laptop a mic headphones and literally I have all those things and while I'm here, oh, we got to do research for this, research for that. Like, God just showed me, like, sis, like, yo, daughter, like, you not, don't take all of that. Like, you have what it takes. You have, you have what it takes to start. And for you to finish is me. So, I, all in all, I have what, I have what I need. I have, I have the physical things and then I have the Lord. I have him. So, like. Even in even in my leisure, quote unquote, God was talking to me. So I couldn't let that um, that pass by as like, a, oh, that was a good episode. That was enlightening and not do anything. Um, knowing is a responsibility. So when I knew that he was actually talking to me through this, because they didn't need to have to, they didn't have to add that element to the show. And of all shows, you, you see a young lady, a high schooler just start a podcast out of nowhere makes no it's crazy to me but um that's how god works so big up to you jc appreciate you appreciate you big time um but yeah so what another thing so like i was talking to um I, who was i talking to i was talking to a friend of mine um the other day i think either the day before or two or a few days before and i was just like yo you know what i really appreciate like like this time really just has me um doing a lot of reflection because i have because of the social distancing i'm definitely not in the same room with my with my um with my sister because uh yeah we're not doing that right um but so it has me just thinking about like yo like we are resilient people like we we just know and I said who I, and I say we I'm referring to um blacks black people how they say brown people I hate saying it but because I know it's a thing it's like I have to say it now we're black and brown people um and then especially like West Indian so like I'm Jamaican I was I'm straight Brooklyn all day um, but my parents, Jamaican, my mom passed away, but she was definitely a Jamaican. So my pops is, um, Jamaican and very, when I say very, very Jamaican and what I realized like growing up in a predominantly Jamaican, um, community is that like, we are like unbothered, like the joke, the running joke in the family is like, we know that we have all that we need because every household has like three fridges because we live our lives ready for a pandemic <laughs> as they as they call it you know we live our lives just being prepared and just and not prepared with lofty things but being prepared with honestly practical things like going to my aunt's house you're gonna find a boatload of toilet tissue a boatload of paper towel prior prior to uh 2020 you know um but we're just resilient people like i legit was driving um down the street uh not far from the house and just going to get some stuff and when i went to the store i'm like you know trying to make a list in my head like all right um well I'm, i need some rice I should, even though i have rice in the house i need some more rice 
like pasta. I'm like, mm, not really, not that, not not that kind of um thing I'm looking for. And as I'm like at the light, I see this guy. Like, so this is like midday after work time, maybe about five o'clock. And this guy, he's walking down the street, and he has like five five breadfruit, like bags of bread breadfruit. And I'm like, this is what I'm talking about, like. And he's walking unbothered, like. So if you know what breadfruit is, like. That's the starch that a Jamaican or a West Indian person would eat, right? Um, something that you eat with some fish. You could eat it with some fish or um, I generally eat it with fish. I don't know what, what others may eat it with. But it's just it's just like so brilliant because I'm like, really? Like his, in his mind, everyone is going for the rice. Everyone's going for the pasta. But for a West Indian soul, like I'm going to go for the breadfruit. And, and like, for me, I'm like, like, I just saw him and I just said, yes. Like, and I'm, I went to the, um, Korean store and picked up some, um, I didn't get breadfruit. Breadfruit probably be on the menu this week, but you know, let me get some porridge. Let me get some cornmeal. Let me get, um, I see people instead of, so there's like no water. And if you do find water, they're charging you like $10 for like 24 bottles of water, which is crazy. Right. But for our folks, they standing on the corner drinking coconut water out the shelf. Like, they're, hi they're hydrating just like that. You know, just resilient and resourceful people. And I just, like, I, like, I have, like, a, a great, a great appreciation for my community and, and just my background and just, like, knowing how we're able to take tough times. Because this is, a, this is a tough time. Like, there's people who say they've never... In their lifetime, they've never seen such a thing, such as this um, coronavirus um, pandemic. But to know, like how we, how we are not lighthearted about it, but just able to know that we can get through it. Um, now, while we do need to be um, mindful of the risks and how to how to actually adhere to some of the things, I think just the just the nature of surviving and just the nature of getting through hardships it's it's something to definitely I just speak on um and that's something that honestly it has to be taught like even if it's not like a child sit down let's talk about how to be resilient like it's it's it has to be taught from generation to generation so like the way my the way I'm structured the way my brain works I'm always thinking about um just the characteristics of each generation like you know what 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 role did the did my mom's generation play in my life you know or is playing in my life um what role is my sister's generation playing in my life or my or my sibling's generation is playing in my life what role am I playing in the next generation's life um who, who are either before me or after me um because it's 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 always a part of the conversation because it is very relevant because you don't really you don't realize how relevant um, your role is in somebody's life until, um, they one tell you, or you won't necessarily realize it then, but they, others will realize it once you're no longer there. And then that's when we start, you know, unpacking the relevance of somebody and knowing whether or not they left a legacy or if you're just a faint memory. Um, so this time has like, like taught me like, wow. Like my mom, my mom taught me a whole lot without actually saying, hey, sit down for this lesson. 
you know, she taught me about, um, I, I remember the days where she would say, um, if I wanted, if, let's say I wanted Chinese food, I wanted food that was not cooked, you know, or if she did cook, it wasn't a meal that I necessarily cared for. Not that I didn't like it, I just didn't want that. And she would always say, sometimes coffee, sometimes tea. Sometimes coffee, sometimes tea. And then as I got older, sometimes nothing. Sometimes nothing, right? And it used to like low-key annoy me, but it will always settle my argument. It will always settle my discontentment, right? Where I would, where I would think, um, I would think, I had options, so therefore, if I had options, I was entitled, you know, to to get what what she wasn't necessarily providing at the time. And when she would say, sometimes coffee, sometimes tea, it meant everything won't always, it's not always going to be the same thing. It's not always going to be what you want. You may have options, and the options in this, in this um, case, it may be this, it may be um, it may be everything is good and you get what you ask for. And then there are times where you won't get what you ask for and, but you'll get something else and you should be content with it because it's filling the need it's fulfilling a need. And there will be other times where you won't get anything, but even when you don't get, but even those moments where you're not getting anything, so to speak, you're still learning something in that moment. You're still gaining something. Um, so in this time, like the Bible talks about struggle, like people struggle in the Bible. Like, so when people say like, this is not what life is supposed to be like, like my standard, my standard of living, my principles, everything I base my life on is based on the word of God, based on the Bible. So for me, I have to speak from that place, right? So we see the struggle the way the book opens up it opened up with a struggle all right um god saw that adam was by himself and he he knew there was going to be a struggle and adam needed somebody to to rock out with and the struggle came through eve right and he said it wasn't good that man should be alone he provided eve then he provides all this other stuff he knew there was going to be drama, boom, struggle, right? He knew that there was going to be enslavement, right? Um, the children of Israel, they were slaved up. He knew it was going to be a struggle. But then even in the struggle, he provided ways. He, he sent people to get them through those ways. Um, Paul, you can fast forward to the, to the end of the Bible where, you know, Paul, like he was living it up. He was the um, um, head man in charge, keeping it keeping it righteous, right? He was the head man in charge, but then because he decided to, or be, or not decided, he definitely didn't decide, but because he was then like called to to serve the Lord, when he when he switched his life, one will say, oh, he went from being the it man and being the man like that was able to persecute. Ugh, big words, right? That was that was basically egging on the Christians. He became the man that was calling the shots to now he has he's serving the God that's like calling the shots on his life, but like struggled. But the thing was he appreciated his struggle so much because 
in that struggle, that's where he just, that's where he was able to learn who God was, who God is, you know? And one thing I could say, and I'm not saying that, I'm not saying this from a superficial place, but I'm saying this because I'm honestly getting to know him in this way, right? Honestly, my getting to know, like I've been getting to know God more and more as of late. And trust me, since, since this year started, since this year started, I, I have gotten to like, it started with a struggle. It started with hardship. It started with terrible news. But in this, like, through this journey, I'm getting to know, like, yo, God is, like, he hears every 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 point of concern. He, he hears every cry, every sentiment. And he answers, like, he shows himself. When I kick it, when I, when I kick it in him real, when I say, like, exactly, like, yo, God, I'm tight or I'm nervous or I'm scared. I don't know. Like this, 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 this time of my life is like scaring me. And what I'm scared about is this, that, and the third. Like he legit, like he talks and the way he talks is not necessarily a still small voice, but he talks in a way where he'll talk through his word. Like, so once I read his script, read the scripture, it'd be the, 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 the devotion for the day. And it's like, it's literally the answer or he'll create a scene it's like he's literally that the director and he'll be like and scene and then I go to work or I go out and or I get a phone call and drama comes and the drama exposes the thing that I prayed for. And like so what I'm saying right here, this is like literally what, what has happened to me. Like the drama would expose or the drama would answer the question and while I'm reacting to it, when I take a seat back I'm like, wow, like, no, but that was my prayer this morning. So that's why, and I'm, I'm mentioning all of this stuff because we, we think like nothing, we think of life like coincidences, like, or it just so happened. And that never, that, that phrase right there is not like this pandemic didn't just so happen. This is something that is like answering this, this space and time is going to answer so many prayers that many of us have put out there. In various ways. So put it like this. Man, I don't have time. But like, God, I need time. Like, I wish I was just able to be home. Um, work from home. Get some stuff done. Spend time with my family. Um, um, I have all this um, stuff that I want to try. I want to create. I want to fill out. I want to put fill out this um, paperwork for a license to do this or do some research. And we literally got our prayers answered. All those prayers and every and all the other prayers, we're getting those prayers answered. How through coronavirus, COVID nineteen, isn't that crazy? It's crazy. It's crazy. So like, the thing is, knowing like, through the struggle, and through the like building of the relationship, that's how I'm getting to know God and I. And I and I'm and I'm sure that's that there's others that like would see that this is how they're getting to know God even more. So and he's showing us that him not leaving us out there by ourselves is like what's keeping us and what that's a that's the resource that we need. That's where the source of resiliency is definitely coming from, you know, um, but um, getting back to my initial point of this um 
of this this whole thing is like just being able to be intentional to teach the next generation um um about resiliency about how to how to prepare you know um just because you can doesn't mean you have to but does that mean like just because you can buy um the latest name brand doesn't mean you have to just because you can eat out every day every meal doesn't mean you have to right because imagine if that my mom is not here anymore and her not being here anymore um besides just missing her as a person i would be missing if i would be missing out on um what she provided which was like stability um how to maintain a house um being able to cook if she was the one that housed it if she was if she was the one that took on that that whole that that whole responsibility some parents for the for the sake of I don't want my kids uh to to struggle. I don't want them to go through what I went through. You know, they look at their life as a struggle and hardship because they may have come up a certain kind of way. They try to they try to shield and protect their kids from that kind of um upbringing as opposed to seeing, well, how has it made you a better person how has it made you stronger how has it made you more resilient and more resourceful with the things that you have and not look at it as a, a plague of some sort but look at it as something that drew strength now there could be some tweaking and some balancing to allow your children to be um kids but then letting them know that hey i won't be here always and this is what i want to leave with you um this is what i want you to learn this is what i want to teach you you know I think it's powerful. I think it's important um, because in this space and time, I'm unmoved. I'm unmoved. I, I literally know what sometimes coffee, sometimes tea means. Like sometimes bottled water, sometimes boiled water, simply put. And like to know like these people are brilliant. Like boiling water as a kid, I didn't know boiling water was alka- making the water alkaline. Test your water. Little, little, little spot check. If you want to check... Um, if you want to check your water, do a little litmus test, boil the water, use a tap water, check that, boil the water, and you're going to see that it, it becomes alkaline. Promise you, not making a thing up, did it myself. But this brilliance, like, you go back to the way that you were taught, if you're taught something. So, parents, if you're not teaching, teach, you know, um, because in times like these, we need um, we need to go back to something that can keep us when we don't have the resources available that we've been also used to, um, tapping into. Um, I do thank God for my church, like my church, like in the way my pastor rolls, she rolls in a way that, that prepares us. It, it prepared, it, she's always considering when times like this she's always been talking about times like these like you know um and the idea is to be mindful and to be intentional because everything that we do affects someone else or it affects the body the, a body of people a mass of people you know so the same way if i decide not to stay home and i decide to go 
out and be amongst a bunch of people not knowing what I could be exposed to, i.e. COVID-19. And then I come and I want to be home with my family now. I'm exposing them to something. And the idea is, you know, my, 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 the way my pastor thinks, she thinks in a way of like what affects the, the community, you know, the community at large, the, the, your home community and, and be, be open and sharing why the importance of community is, it, it's something to always consider, you know? Um, so I, you know, I, I'm always going to be talking about sharing, sharing the information um, sharing the information to the next generation, um, sharing the information to the former generation and just cross collaborating because, um, I can honestly say that that's, that is what has made me into who I am, um, to this day. And that's what's going to continue to make me, um, I believe God is so he's intentional with who he puts in our lives. And my mom had me at 37, so I'm 36. So she had me at 37 and and to know like her having me at that age put me in the midst of a lot of older folk and um what that did for me it grounded me earlier still a goofball still silly still definitely uh, I was definitely a kid the you know the kid that gave her one for her money but um even that that was that was a, those were seeds planted that that helped me to get the lessons I need to get from the older generation. And even now this, the, the way I work in, in higher ed and that puts me in the place to speak to the younger generation and, and have whatever influence, you know, God wants me to have on them. And trust me, they have an impact and an influence on me. I, I'm definitely listening and seeing how they're, they're going back to a certain way of um, resourcefulness. They're definitely, um, creative minds like they're just they're business oriented and and whatnot and then they're also hungry for like just connecting things you know sometimes they can't take the talent sometimes that you gotta let them fall on their face but they do they do want to learn and um you know I just I just I just like just picking apart all of that stuff so um that's about it I, I that's about it, but um, this was a good chat, a good talking about, good talking to. Um, so I'm Sharon AP, and thank you for tuning in to AP Talks. <laughs>